We can now continue our series of special interviews with ambassadors in this country for the Lunar New Year holiday period. And what comes to mind when you think of Finland? For me, I, I was asking myself this question. I was thinking of perhaps some of the winter features of the country, the sauna experience, maybe also actually some of the progressive stories I've seen in recent years about Finnish education being so wonderful and, and some of the attempts to engage kids. Nokia maybe as a company. But what's your answer to that? And how could our own ties with the country improve further? Let's welcome His Excellency Eero Suomanen, who's uh, been experiencing life as a diplomat in Seoul, uh, has had life as a diplomat for more than three decades, um, but uh, now based in this country. It'd be great to get your thoughts on this posting. Good morning to you. Good morning. So has life in Seoul been pretty kind to you so far? Seoul has been treating me fine. I, I feel this is a very exciting place. There's a lot of interesting things happening, and which is for me quite nice as the ambassador of Finland. You know, the Finnish country brand is very good, and usually it seems that the chemistry of the Finns and the Koreans, it works quite well together. And your family settling in well? I understand you have six daughters. They're not actually living here, but they were here over the summer am i right in saying that no actually because i have i must say that i have uh, children now in, in four different countries i have uh, two little girls with my wife my wife is a diplomat swedish diplomat and and they are stationed in beijing and then i have a uh, bigger bigger girls one is in ethiopia one is in two are in finland and one is in iceland they are all over. Uh, this is a little bit it's sort of a multi, uh, multi-country uh, country family that uh, the big girls are, are they already in their working life. So they, their career takes them to different places. Well, and that's life. You could have quite a few visitors. Though. Yes, yes, I do. Maybe one by one rather than all at the same yes, time. Yes, <laughs> usually it's, it's when they have a vacation and holidays they are coming. But you've still been settling in well, despite having loved ones all over the place, uh, because according to a previous interview, Gabe, you said that uh, South Korea and Finland have a lot of similarities. I think you were hinting at that before uh, this morning. Can you explain more, though, about these similarities, apart from maybe the, the sauna, which is very popular here as well? Yes, uh, well, the saunas in Finland and Korea, they are a bit different. But uh, I would say that we have a similar kind of uh, values that people in Finland, they, I asked, there was a, there was a young artist which I met when I was the first month. And I said, how is it with the Koreans? How do you get along? And he said, that this is very nice uh, to work here because, you know, they are, they are very ambitious. They work very hard. And for a Finn, what is the most important, that they deliver what they promise, that they are trustworthy. Uh, and this is something that, that, that it seems that the Finns and Koreans, they go quite well together. And of course, we are a small country. Uh, both we are small countries in the vicinity of, of bigger countries. And that's also pro- produces some, sometimes, you know, the history that is not so unproblematic. You've both got difficult languages to learn. I yes. don't know if that helps you learn Korean, though. No, my <laughs> Korean is is not very good, and I. Uh, but I'm I'm I find it quite funny that we are. I think that for the U.S. citizens, you know, the U.S. diplomats, our languages are in the same category as uh, how difficult they are. Why was South Korea though high on your list as a as a country that you wanted to come to as an ambassador? 
Because it's versatile. You know, there's different, so many different things. Uh, I must say that there is two. One is the political significance of the country, and the then is the commercial and economic significance of Korea to us. But what I have been, uh, I've been surprised that, that it is so, uh, the country brand, uh, work with the country brand is, is quite intensive. And this is, it, it's fun, it, it is good, and it is so many different kind of things that you are uh, doing as an ambassador that I enjoy it. This is, this is fun. What, what is your main task here? We often ask ambassadors how they see their roles. Is it primarily about ensuring strong economic relations. Money does make the world go round in diplomatic circles even, doesn't it? It does. And I came here to promote Finnish trade. That was my first task. But at the moment, I find that, uh, that uh, let's say that because I'm the ambassador also in, in North Korea and explaining the, the political uh, situation of the Korean Peninsula to our ministry and our, our government, it is also important. But at the same time, is to promote Finnish trade in many, many different areas. Does that mean you travel backwards and forwards to North Korea or do you spend almost all your time here? Um, all, all the time, nearly here. I've been once to North Korea to leave my credentials. It's, it's, uh, it was uh, not for a longer time ago. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a strange situation anyway for a lot of people. I mean, recently we heard on the show from the UN rapporteur on human rights in North Korea. And, and at that point, he never traveled to North Korea. Yes. It is. It is. It is a very interesting country, and it's very difficult to. To I would say, it takes a lot of time to understand it. Well, the learning process continues for for all of us. Let's talk a bit more about Finland, though, and maybe visit some of my own preconceptions. See how accurate they are. So, the education system. One of the cautionary notes I have is that people often around the world, like in Britain, my native country, they, they praise Korean education, whereas the reality on the ground, well, well, I actually think it's not so bad, uh, is that, you know, it's not so perfect either. Is Finland all that wonderful? Well, I think that we are. Of course, that's my my job to say that we are wonderful. It's my job to say that, you know, Finland is great in education, but we do have uh, essential differences compar in comparison with, with Korea. And one of the things is that I would say for the children, the life-school balance. It is that they have uh, quite a lot of free time. They have long vacations and it makes their... Uh, learning much more effective they are not tired they are they have other things in the life they are interested in other other things they play ice hockey they play the violin they they uh, participate in different kinds of uh, hobbies after the school this is quite you know gives the balance for the life that it's not only school it's 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 life in general yeah and of course it's it's a question that the children they are competing with themselves not with each other and this is something that creates good uh, conditions for people in the later on in the working life that you are used to doing cooperation with the other people they are not competitors they are they are in your team and this makes i think in the work life it makes makes what you do much easier right it plays into all sorts of other social areas though like when you talk about um having more holiday time or more free time you need adult supervision presumably for some of that and if adults uh, are working a lot, then they're not going to be available for that kind of supervision. How does that generally play out in Finland? Well, 
of course, because we live, most of the people live in smaller cities, you know, these, uh, these trips to, you, you are sometimes quite independent, you can cycle to the, you know, if you're a bit, uh, bit uh, older, you can take a bicycle and go to the music school and, and go to the, but of course, this is uh, for some parents, they are very active in their children's life and their children's hobbies. And uh, this is one of the things that, that you need uh, with, the, with the parents and uh, the parents are active also in their children's hobbies. Yes, that is something that is a little bit, but the, I think that the parents don't find it as a burden. They feel that this is part of the life. But for you, you were a stay-at-home dad for two years, weren't you? I've been actually three years. I came from, it was uh, quite interesting, I came uh, home as a diplomat from uh, Rome in Italy and I, I moved with my uh, wife who was, uh, who was a dentist. Uh, she had a job in a little city which about uh, 3,000 inhabitants, from 3 million to 3,000. <laughs> and I was at home and uh, we talk very often the parents' quality time. But during these two years, I realized that there is not quality time with the children. It's instant time. When the thing is happening, you have to be there. And it's sometimes because both of the parents usually work, I was the only adult around. So if the winter, if the door was stuck, it was me who tried to open it. If somebody missed the bus to the music school, they could phone me that, can you, can you drive our neighbor's daughter to the to the music school. Okay, I could do that because I was there, and it was a, it's completely different kind of uh, contact that you have. I was the one who cooked the dinners. I was the one who was doing the cleaning. There's a lot of things. It's not the Finnish habit to have help at home, and this was very easy for my wife because she concentrated on her job, and I think it was a very good time. But I must say that also sometimes it's really boring. Well, different problems like doors freezing shut. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. a different world from even Seoul's very cold winters. Yeah. By the way, I want to ask you as well because honestly, I, I have kids in uh, school here, and I, there are programs available. For example, after-school programs, not the the intensive hug ones, but like fun mm. activities for kids. Uh, but they're available particularly for families where the, both the father and the mother are working, for example. And and they cost a little bit of money, but it's not extortionate. The thing is, what marks Finland out in my mind from afar is that, that there must be some very, very, not only progressive minds, but willingness to implement progressive policies. There are other stories like kids being allowed to stand up during class, not having to sit down all day. A lot of the times, education systems around the world are slow-moving, very contentious when changes are taking place. So wh why is this conversation allowed to happen and why are actions actually taken in Finland? Well, uh, the thing is that if, because we are a small country and, and uh, we, need, we don't have so much natural resources, we need the skills. And uh, the profession of the teacher has been traditionally very uh, valued and, you know, they're highly trained. And to this uh, thing is combined, you know, the development of the uh, Finnish school system. It's developed into a system of, uh, with a very scientific background that, you know, the, we do quite a lot of research on the area of education. And this is why we, our schools are pretty agile. And, and you know, when, when your teachers, they usually have a master's degree in uh, either the, the, in, in their subject or in education. So they are the ones that are they are pretty competent and, and uh, everything is based on uh, 
on uh, education, even the, the education is based on education. And that is something that we want to have. We need to have the right ways of uh, educating people. But at the same time, I spoke with a specialist, a Finnish specialist about the education. I said, you know, what should I say now here in Korea? And he took it up that, you know, it's uh, because it's lifelong learning. You have to show that learning is not only useful, it's fun. It's mm. motivating and you have to motivate the children for the lifelong learning so that because after 20 years, 10 years, five years, your skills are a bit rusted. You have to be updating your skills and your knowledge or you change your profession altogether. That should be that you have the attitude that it's, it's, it's great and it's nice to learn new things. Despite the long, cold, potentially dark winters that you described before, it's Perhaps surprising that according to the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network's World Happiness Report, well, that's a bit of a mouthful, um, <laughs> it was released last year showing Finland the, as the world's happiest country. That's the big takeaway out of 156 altogether. What's the secret then? First of all, we have been uh, among the five. There are the, about the similar five uh, countries in the in the top, and uh, quite a lot often Nordic countries, Canada. And I think that for us, what is is I would say first decent life. You know, the life is balanced. You know, there is a, we were never number one in any of the this when you when you see how they built up this. Right. But you know, we were on the top of many of them, and 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 it's mainly you you start that it it is decent life. And then, of course, that it's it's some kind of a safety, trust, trust that the the that is the transparent society, trust that it functions well, trust uh, with other people that they are uh, honest, uh, they are you know collaborative, and it's also a certain kind of a social welfare that you have a safety net if something happens to you, if there is a problem, in the end the society will take care of you. But at the same time, you have to have the balance that there should be also, it's your life is in your hands. But, you know, if it gets out of your hands, you know, you get help. Interesting to hear, really interesting. But let's revisit as well some of the other famous areas of Finland's exports. For example, Nokia. And it's making a bit of a comeback which tells us something about Finland's business environment, does it? Uh, certainly it was interesting that this company became the powerhouse in the pre-Apple-Samsung age. Yes, uh, the story of Nokia is interesting. And, and, and Nokia is doing really well at the moment, but it is concentrating on the networks. And, but at the same time, there was a, there was a period when Nokia finished uh, the making cell phones and, and there was a big change. There were... Uh, certain cities and certain areas that that were very dependent on Nokia and they have to find something else and uh, now after a, I would say that it was some kind of a, a creative destruction and uh, it made a new kind of a, um, new kind of companies uh, small companies SMEs which is based on the patents old patents of Nokia that they bought or uh, they developed further and they combined it with health with education with different kinds of uh, solutions to the and and there's a very vivid uh, i would say startup scene in 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 Finland and it's it's partly based on Nokia but it is also the spirit of Nokia to to rely on a high technology and and develop the things 
things and 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 be i would say agile to, yeah. to to be international you are grown international and and you start that you you sell it to the world not only to finland agile education leads to an agile business environment perhaps but and 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 the happiness we talked about mm. before but but sometimes um for example to draw a comparison with samsung we we think of samsung as being absolutely vital to south korea's economic growth and is certainly a bellwether in terms of the local markets but it sometimes in a negative sense all consuming and all dominating how does nokia work with those startups to encourage entrepreneurship and innovation without dominating that sphere Well actually the, they are pretty independent uh, because Nokia has changed it's it's in the in the in the networks and and these are the things the applications of the I would say based on the old IT uh, IT so they are developing further they are not dependent on Nokia they are working in the in, in international sphere not being subcontractors anybody they are doing their own business and it it is from actually from bottom up that they are growing and they are trying to find their new their ways in the world to sell different kinds of uh, let's say uh, solutions artificial intelligence uh, you know robotics whatever and then it's a wide scene of different kind of IT solutions and IT uh, inventions innovations that that people are doing and presumably you can get quite far with those conversations at trade level here that's a, certainly a huge area of interest in yes. this country it is it is and of course uh, to cooperate on the it area it is one of the main uh, interests of, of bit in the trade and in the innovation in the scientific cooperation between finland and korea we have a lot of things uh, to offer to each other but then again as you said whatever the landmass might tell us that the population size being relatively low finland is not going to be an appealing export destination for these large south korean conglomerates for example or the government so it's more about sharing innovation and expertise is it like wh- wh- where is the trade interest there yes uh, one other thing is as you said is sharing the expertise and i think that the you know because the small uh, companies here are quite uh, dependent of uh, of uh, they are very often working very uh, nearly uh, with samsung but at the same time if they want to work uh, i would say uh, worldwide if they want to be uh i would say more uh, connected to the other economies finland is quite easy because it's a small country it works very easily and it is part of the european union which is very very important when you're in finland you're already in the in the eu's inner markets and this is the foothold if you go first to big countries you know it's a, it's you you have a some kind of tres- test period in finland because it's a smaller mm-hmm. and we are we have a society that works very well you know the basic services for the for the companies are in uh, in uh, in post uh, they are good so it's it's just uh, to 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 just to come to a smaller country you know the decision makers you know the people much easier uh, that perhaps the competition is not that tough it's tough but it's It's not that tough that in the bigger countries mm. and then you do take the foothold and then you imp- uh, uh, go to the other countries and and to enlarge in your your business but you know why don't you start from finland it's uh, it's it country it's pretty wealthy small markets of course that's why we have to do education that's why we have to do high tech because you know our markets are small that's why we have to be all the smes have to be actually born global because with our markets it's not enough for the for the bigger bigger growth it helps to be able to talk about 
cultural learning and, and and actually just some of the assets Finland has in that respect when you're having everyday conversations though doesn't it you, you don't want the conversations to dry up in the areas of trade and and diplomacy so what have we got there we've got Moomin Santa Claus we've got the sauna experience I talked about mm-hmm. before actually let's talk about Santa Claus for a second because Saint Nicholas originally was from ancient Greece in what is now known as Turkey how on earth does Santa Claus get associated with Finland well that is uh, the story it might be a good good one that you know how on earth but at the same time you know it's uh When you talk about uh, Santa with the reindeers, where do you have the reindeers? It's in the in the north, and I'm quite happy that this discussion that is it in Greenland or North Pole or Antarctic. We are now, there's a quite a lot, large consensus in the world that it's in Finland. And uh, when you go to Finland, you know, you are able to see the Santa village. And uh, I'm, for instance, myself, I've been playing Santa many, many years at, at home. And uh, that's that's part of our culture. And it's fun. But of course, there is a different stories in different countries, uh, in, especially in Europe, but also in the world. You know, the background story about Santa. Does it really support tourism, though? Because I, I hear occasionally of friends going to Finland um, to enjoy something like a a Santa experience at Christmas, for example. Uh, is that one of the big uh, talking points for Finland's tourism industry? Well, no, Santa is just one element. You know, what we have to offer is pure air, pure water, you know, pure nature, And it's actually mainly our nature. And this is quite fun because uh, it's a contradiction. Because what you want to go do is to, to see there's certain kind of emptiness. In We have a lots of land, not so many people. And, and, and the nature is very pure. So sometimes the people are a bit afraid because there's not so many people around. And I know that in Lapland, you know, you can have the, you can go with the reindeers, the, the sledge uh, with the reindeers, you can do skiing, you can do skating, you can go with huskies into the woods. I love that. Uh, and there is a lot that. of different, uh, uh, and uh, what I, I haven't seen yet is also the winter fishing, that you go on the ice and you make a little trill and then you do fishing. Well, that is something they offer here. Yes, yes. Um, and, and and so yet more similarities, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, although, of course, it's interesting when you go to another country to do something different. Yes. Uh, what, by the way, is the perception of Korea in Finland, especially on, at that cultural level? Because there was a Korean reality show called Welcome First Time in Korea, uh, where a foreigner living here invites friends from home, and the episodes with Finns was really popular. Uh, so, is it generally a, a positive impression? Do people think this is a great place to come and visit? Well, I think that uh, Korea is not uh, that much known. It is it, People know China, people know Japan, but they don't know so well Korea. And I've been very happy because I have had, during my this, uh, couple of years, I have had friends visiting. And they have been very surprised of the universal safety uh, in uh, the public transportation in Seoul. It's, it's excellent. The art scene, you know, that you have wonderful concerts, uh, you have a very interesting exhibition, arts exhibition, lots of galleries. This is a very lively city. It's a big surprise for the people. But at the same time, you know, uh, 
for instance, that we had a very important piano competition in Finland. I think it's every second year. And usually they are Koreans who win it. And they are Koreans who are among the best, for instance, piano players. I think that, the, that for the Korea is, is a culture that people know, the classic music and also the cars and the Samsung, uh, the technology. Uh, but I think that as a tourist destination, this is something that uh, Korea has a lot to offer. Uh, we just wish that there would be more actually flights because the, 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 direct, the shortest direct flight is to Helsinki. But we need actually quite a lot more flights because the tourism is growing quite a, quite a lot from both sides. Yeah, so get, getting to Helsinki or from Helsinki to various other tourist destinations can be not as convenient as it might be then. Yeah, well, it's if the, the planes are full, you know, it, it's just that they are playing, uh, flying uh, full uh, planes and it's, right. it's very planes. easy, you know, to, to have a stopover in Helsinki. Uh, it's uh, Helsinki airport is not that big. It is easy to change the, the planes and, and, you know, it's, it's short, it's, it's quick. Well, it's so inspiring to hear about some of these things honestly you've made me contemplate a trip to uh, enjoy the husky ride that you talked about before but you've also inspired me to get to the sauna and even if i don't have the branches to strike myself with here in the korean jimjilbang i still enjoy the the basic heat mm. uh, which is common to both experiences it's been a pleasure having you here your excellency uh, aero Sormanen, good luck for the rest of your stay in korea thank you very much